most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Yes, indeed. I got one week left until my nanny comes back, and I am so excited. She went away for four weeks, mm. and it's been the toughest four weeks Time ever. Time flew by for you. No, it didn't. It definitely didn't it fly did. by. With five kids, and it's, you know, my son is, is the toughest. He's three years old, and he knows how to potty, and he, and he potties on his own. But he I does, like to potty. But he doesn't know, not party, potty. Oh. But he doesn't know how to wipe fully. So when he wipes... He He's kind like his dad. Of, true. But when he wipes, he, he doesn't necessarily get it all, and sometimes it lands on the floor. So when I walk in the bathroom, there's poop on the floor, and then there's no nobody to clean it, and I got to scrub the whole bathroom, and then there's poop, like trails of poop all through the house because he just doesn't know how to wipe well. So you can't wait till the nanny gets back to do that job? Yes. People with no nannies don't feel sorry for you. I sir. don't care. I got right. five kids. <laughs> it's people out there with four, if people out there with five kids right now, and they do not feel hey. sorry for you because they do not have a nanny. Well, I, I feel. Hey, I, well, <laughs> they don't even drop cool you this morning. for them the fact that they can do all that because I got five yes. kids, a mother with dementia, a mother-in-law with dementia, and it is difficult out there, especially with all these kids doing everything from piano to dance to gymnastics to football to basketball to swimming. That's a lot. I was at my daughter's track meet yesterday, and uh, me and this guy was having a conversation. He was like, I got eight kids. I said, wow, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> and so then about 10 minutes later, he walks back up to me, and he goes, look, I don't got eight kids out here right now at one time. My oldest <laughs> is 35, okay? I got oh, two see, out here oh, right okay. now. See, that's a different. Right. <laughs> see, that's a different. See, I see mine go from 16 to 1. So they, they, they all need moving parts. Next year, when Madison gets a license, it's a little different. But you and, might be a grandfather soon. No, nah, I ain't going to be. Shut up. No, she got a point. What do no. you call soon? Shut up. What do you call soon, though? Shut up. 10 years. All right, that's soon. Nah, ten, ten years. Why are you playing? That's I'll soon. Take ten years. She'll be 26 in 10 years. I'll take 10 years. That's pretty soon. Now, if you don't know about, if you don't have a kid that's in track, Track is the worst ish ever. It, it depends. I was at I, I go to track meets every Sunday. You start at what nine eight ten nine a.m. And it ends at what time? It ended at two thirty yesterday. It depends on what That's meet you run. That's yeah, an early one. That's an early one. Because she her last meet was the fifty meters, so she was oh done by gosh. two o'clock. But you just gotta prepare. You get your tent. You gotta get a tent. You get your chairs. Yeah, get chairs. And when Make the sure you bring nice. your drinks and prepare your snacks. Your food and snacks. That's all. Oh, track is there. You there all day. Long. No, it's, and it, if it's hot, the you that heat is. Oh my gosh, it, I hate well, track. It's not. Yesterday was a little warm. It got up to eighty degrees yesterday. But it's not that bad as long as the weather is cool. And as long as you bring your sunscreen and you got your snacks and your drinks, you good. You how many? Good. How many meets did she have? She had three yesterday. The worst part oh, is the staging, goodness. right? Mm-hmm. Because for me, in the area that we live in, I'm always looking for the shooter. Okay, I don't give a damn if I'm around a I bunch of white you. people or not. Y'all white people are shooting up everything nowadays. I got you. All right? I so I'm always looking for the shooter. So I'm never more than 20, 30 feet away from the her. Car? Oh, you know okay. what I mean? I, know, I, want, I want her to be around her friends and, you know, politics and all that good stuff. But I got to be in the vicinity. So you could grab and run if you need to. Yeah, so I can't, I can't really just sit down. 
You understand what I'm saying? And enjoy. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. I'm well, you guys exactly. had very active weekends. You was in D.C. over the weekend. Yes, I was. Shout out to everybody in D.C. I was in D.C. and I was in Baltimore as well. And shout out to DJ Quicksilver. He actually took great care of me. I went to the club that he owns in mm-hmm. Baltimore first. It was popping. So okay. uh, that was at downtown in Baltimore. And then I had two day parties yesterday. And I also spoke at Bowie State University. And T.I. spoke there as well. So... We had a great weekend over the weekend. Um, shout out to Jeremy, who put together that event at Bowie State. But I had a, a very uh, interesting, fun weekend. D.C. knows how to party. Yeah, they definitely know how to party. They definitely know how to party. Well, let's get to the show. Ari Melber will be joining us this My morning. My guy Ari from MSNBC. He's on a show on MSNBC called oh, The Beats. Beat. That's right. So we'll talk with him. He's also a journalist for NBC. So we'll kick it with him in a little bit. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, since y'all were talking about schools, we'll tell you about a school shooting that happened. Well, a couple of them. Uh, one was on Friday, and 10 people killed and 10 people wounded. Now, have you had this conversation with your daughter, Charlemagne, uh, about and, and about if you hear a shooting, what to do in school? Because it's well, sad, sad that well, I had sad, to have well, these conversations well, with my daughter. Sadly, dad. my daughter's school has school... Uh, school 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 shooting training. They right. have drills for school shooting, like the way we used to have yeah, fire drills or hurricane drills. Yeah, sadly. they do too. Like, I had to tell them, like, if you're in the bathroom, because what they do is, well, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. I'd morning. rather not. Drake, God's plan. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, NBA, I think the Warriors are cheating somehow, some way. They blew the Rockets out by 41 yesterday. How are the Warriors cheating when they got four All-Stars? <laughs> That's not cheating. They never missed. Curry was on fire at one point. He just could, He was shooting threes damn near from half court. Uh, Steph Curry's the best shooter that the NBA has ever seen. My goodness. And Klay Thompson is one of the best shooters the, the NBA has ever seen. That's about to happen. Well, they win the series. They're leading the series 2-1 tonight. The Celtics play the Cavs. All right, now let's talk about this Texas shooting. Yes, a really, really sad situation. Our condolences go out to the families and the friends and the students and everybody that was affected by this. But a teenager, a suspect, Demetrius Pogortsis, he's 17 years old, he is uh, in custody right now. He allegedly used a shotgun and a revolver and killed 10 people and wounded 10 others. Another member of Vanilla Isis strikes again. At Santa Fe High School, which is not far from Houston in southeastern Texas. Now, according to sources, these guns were legally owned by his father. Mm. And they're saying that a substitute teacher, Cynthia Tisdale, was killed along with nine students. Mm -mm -mm. They said the alleged shooter was really quiet and he wore like a trench coat almost every day. Here is student Dakota Schrader speaking on the school shooting in Texas. I shouldn't be going through this at my school. Like, this is my daily life. I shouldn't have to feel like that. And I feel scared Mm. to even go back. As soon as the alarms went off, everybody just started running outside. And next thing you know, everybody looks and you hear boom, boom, boom. And I just ran as fast as I could to the nearest forest so I could hide. And I called my mom. Mm. All right, he is now being held and being accused of capital murder of multiple people and aggravated assault on a public servant. He is cooperating with the police, and he does say that he spared people that he liked because he did want his story to be told. And per usual, uh, they find a way to just arrest him all peacefully. Not, not a scratch on him. 
This is the 22nd United States school shooting since the beginning of the year. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Complaining about school shootings is like complaining about the radio playing the same Drake song over and over. Like, it just seems pointless at this point because we it's like we're used to that type of redundancy and nobody's going to do anything about it. Well, they got to do something. They got to do something with these gun laws and they, they got to start, I'm sorry, arresting these parents for allowing these kids to have their guns, you know? As a, as a gun owner, I make sure my guns are locked up, they're in the safe, my kids can't get to them, and, and, and it's... And it's it's my responsibility. I think they're every, my guns. I, I agree with you, and I think every venue in America should have metal detectors, and I think every venue in America should have armed security. I don't care if it's a church. I don't care if it's a, a, a hospital. I don't care if it's a OBGYN. If there's a mass amount of people there, they should have metal detectors and armed security. Well, there's another shooting that happened, and this happened outside of a high school graduation ceremony in Georgia. Two people were arrested in that fatal shooting outside of that graduation ceremony. Now, the paper says that one woman was killed and another one was wounded by gunfire following an argument in a high school parking lot across from the Clayton County Performing Arts Center where the Perry Career Academy just had their commencement for graduating seniors. Nobody should get the benefit of the doubt anymore. Mm. Every venue, every auditorium, every theater, every arena should have metal detectors and armed security. Nobody gets the benefit but of this. this was in a parking lot outside of a high school yeah. graduation. They weren't even inside of the school. And you have to have these conversations with your kids. I know it's a tough conversation. What to do if you hear a shooting? You know, close the classroom door, lock the door, close the blinds. If they're in the hall and there is a shooting, I t like I tell my daughter, lay on the floor, play dead. I said, if you're in this position where they sh lay on the floor, act like you're dead already. You know, because you can't run. If you run, you're, you're a moving target. Lay on the floor, act, play dead. And these are the conversations I have to have with my 14-year-old and my 16-year-old. Yeah, we should be talking about regular stuff like the birds and the bees. You used to have to avoid, you know, y your kids having sex too early. Now mm -hmm. you got to worry about them getting shot, yeah. you know, at an early age. And if they, if they are shooting in the parking lot, then maybe we got to do what you do when you go into some parking garages. Some parking garages you go in, they come and they... Inspect your car and go mm -hmm. up under your car with the bomb detectors and all that kind of stuff like that. Maybe we got to start taking those type of extra precautions. Ain't no maybe about it. We do have to start taking those kind of extra precautions. Yeah. Or or, or allow people to, to carry guns more frequently where I can protect myself. Mm-hmm. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a horrible weekend and you just need a vent so you can have a great Monday. Just get it off your chest. Or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity this morning. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is B-Mont from the Metro. What's up, 803, bro? what's happening? Get it off your chest. Hey, yo, what's good? Hey, I got a question for you, Charlemagne. But first, this is for you, Angela. I got a preview of a poem that I wrote for you, and I'm going to give you, like, the first line right here. Okay. That thing. That's oh. it? His phone died. His uh, phone that is, that is amazing. That, that is so Columbia, South oh Carolina. Salute to the 803. Salute to the that Metro. Thing. Hello. What's up, gang? Big Chuck with the Toe Sucker. How we doing? Toe Sucker, what's up, man? I haven't right heard from now. you in a while, man. Get it off your chest. Uh, oh, you guys wedding in England. We had the interracial couple. Uh, Megan and Harry got a little fun, funny something to do about it. Want to hear it? Sure. Check it out. It's crazy Carl the crackhead. I went to Megan and Harry's royal wedding. I had to leave my crack pipe outside the castle, and I told the guard, don't put my pipe in his pocket. And all England liked the breakfast club, and we had a good time. And then they took me to rehab. Peace. <laughs> What'd I miss? I don't know. What was funny? Like, 
that. What I miss? A lot of talented people calling up this morning. Does he smoke crack? Well, you know there's been like a big K2 scare out there. Wait, wait. Well, actually, that's actually not far from me. It's in Brooklyn. I drive past there all the time. That ain't and crack. So there was one, there's one deli that sells, and they, they actually got in trouble for this before, but everybody that overdosed on the K2 is all linked to this one deli in I'm, that neighborhood. If you smoke K2 in 2018 and you die, I don't feel sorry synthetic for you Synthetic marijuana. But I don't know if they know they're though. smoking K2. It's synthetic marijuana. They might. Yeah, they should know. That's what, it, that's what synthetic marijuana is. Hello, turn your radio down, mama. Hi, good morning, guys. Hey, get it off your chest. Hi, I just wanted to tell everyone that I'm blessed. I woke up this morning. Me and my boyfriend are packed up um, in our new house. Uh, nice. Saturday was my birthday. Sunday was his birthday. Um, my nephews and the family helped me move in. Um, you know, I'm blessed. I'm on my way to work. I'm in the car with my brother. We're carpooling. So we lit, like... There you go. Life is good. See, I like that. I like the, your perception of things. Work can be lit. Absolutely. Some people ain't got no goddamn job. Have a great day, too, mama. All right. Thank you, guys. Hello. Who's this? It's your boy Cadillac from Duval, man. Cadillac from Duval. Get it off yeah, your chest. Sir. Well, I woke up on, on, a, on, a, on a good side and a bad side. You feel me? Okay. My baby mama, my baby mama, I'm, I'm, I'm just to the point now, my baby mama, like, she just like to call the police. Just for the, you know, just for the haircut, man, to try to get your boy to go to jail. But it's like, now nah, I'm just to the point now, bro. I'm just, you know, I, I've been holding myself down because, you know, we got a little three-year-old. You know what I'm saying? My little boy real smart, though. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, now nah, I'm going to just go on and leave. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to go to jail on the homeboy no more. You what? You can't just up and walk away from your child, sir. Yeah, you That's can't not how that. this works. You don't have that option. My goodness. Shut the man. Shut the man. Listen, man. Don't mess with me this morning, man. <laughs> hey. Bro, you can't keep calling the police on me, bro, and just trying to, you know, get me throwing away money for nothing. Bro. Why don't you take her to court? Why don't you go to court yourself and get put yourself on child support payments and get custody? Get some custody of your kid. Yeah, I, I work too much, man. I have a lot of hours I work. And then on top of that, I'm going through going to therapy like three days a week right now. So it's like it's hard to make that time. You know what I'm saying? It's I hard to make time for your child or to go to court? No, sir, to go to court. Oh, man. okay. So, so it's it just like, I'm going to deal with it until I can. You know what I'm saying? Do not walk out like, your child's life, man. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, right? You can't walk out your child's life, man. I thought you was actually going to say that, that you know, your, your your girl is always calling the police on you, but you like it because you got a boyfriend in jail. That's what I thought the good side was. I don't like boys. I definitely don't. <laughs> Have a good one, brother. I can't with you. I don't like boys. I don't like boys. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This is Sean from Florida. Hey, Sean, get it off your chest. Uh, good morning. I just want to agree with Charlemagne when he said that he thinks that every school should have metal detectors. I've been saying this forever. I don't understand why it cannot be fit in the budget when they spend money on all type of unnecessary things. I think they need to fit that in the budget for every school to have a metal detector so our kids can be safe. Okay. Yeah, how do clubs got security, but schools don't? <laughs> like, like, come on, it's, man. No, you're absolutely right. Hello, who's this? This is Arnold. Hey, get it off your chest. Oh, man. Uh, I was wondering when you were talking about that shooting in Texas. No, I'm from Texas. It was literally probably 30 minutes away from home, you know? Mm -hmm. A little close to home. Mm -hmm. It's crazy out here. Just scared to see the kids at school now. 
Those schools supposed to be the safest place in the world for your children. It should be. Well, school and church, but churches get shot up nowadays, too. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I don't go to church, though. Okay. True. I ain't worry about that. But you were saying how, you know, they took him easy and voluntarily and everything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, yeah, most people want him dead and everything. Who doesn't, you know? But still, I'd rather have him pay in the penitentiary than a cop shoot him. It doesn't matter if he was white, brown, black, or Asian, or any color. I'm 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 somebody suffer in jail for what they did to family members. I'm going to be honest with you. The conspiracy theorist in me feels like they're taking all of these kids, all of these members of Vanilla ISIS that be shooting up these schools and these churches, and I think they're building an army of uh, white supremacist super soldiers. But that's just a conspiracy theorist. I understand your beliefs, too, but why does everything have to be a, a race car, though? It don't, though. It, it could have been a black person. But it wasn't. And it's usually not it's in America real. when it comes to these mass shootings. It's usually white people. Okay, why can't they get the credit they deserve? They give us the credit they deserve when we're shooting up our hoods. So let's give them their credit. Yeah, true. All right, then. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right about that. But still, though. Man, it's always, Bye, it's man. Have a good day, man. Yourself, have bro. a blessed day. Why do people get so upset when you when you discuss reality? That's Hello. the reality of the situation. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, Trav. What's oh, going on? Oh, Trav, we missed you, Trav. Everybody's on my timeline. Everybody's trying to follow you. You won't give up that Instagram. <laughs> hey, how are you? You going to just ignore what I just he said? sure did. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Charlamagne? Good morning, sis. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. But, yeah, you know, you know I don't want to get my Instagram. Especially, I be talking crap about the barbers all the time. I don't have time for a bunch of random people I don't know following me. All right, all right. You don't right. want a bunch of unicorns in your comments? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> well, get it off your chest, Trap. Wow. Listen, I, want to talk about, I want to talk about this royal wedding. Go ahead. Okay, yes, go ahead. And I just want to talk about all the lame-ass people who just couldn't let a black mixed woman be great on her wedding day this weekend. Like, I saw so many men acting like bitches this weekend. Right. And I saw so many people in the black community trying their best to diminish a woman's blackness, even while watching. They're like, she's her not mom. really black. Like, yes, she is. I saw her mom. She's definitely black. I saw her black mother, that right. queen, with her dress sitting on national TV. And all the people who so called didn't care about the royal wedding was going out of their way. They keep talking about it, kept making posts. And it's like, goodness gracious, y'all, y'all care more than the people who don't care. I will say I didn't care about the royal wedding, but I did care about what I called a negative messaging because I saw people saying things like a black woman woke up this morning and became royalty in real life as if we don't have a long history of African kings and queens. That was that was that was that messaging was off. Well, there's nothing wrong with people being excited for her and congratulations. I didn't say I didn't say you shouldn't be. I said the messaging was off when you say that a black woman woke up this morning and became royalty in real life. We have a history of African kings and queens. And I, and I definitely agree with you, Charlamagne, but at the end of the day, <laughs> Meghan Markle did wake up, and she really did become a princess. She's a in duchess. Real life. And, and congratulations to that black woman, like, for, for on her wedding day, and too many people are trying to diminish her on her wedding day. I, I, just, I just love the fact I, that there was some positivity on TV and not just fighting, and I think we need to have more of that. It was it was a great ceremony, and I'm happy for A hundred percent, but we yeah. act like we don't have it's Queen Nefertiti. Like it's just like when people watched Black Panther and saw how black people were portrayed in that movie as... You know, very yeah, but that, no doubt, but that's time. fictional. In real right. life, we have Queen Nefertiti. But people were excited. In real we life, the, we have people that do the Queen of Sheba. Nothing Thanks, wrong with that. We got the Amazon Queen of Matamba, right. born in West Africa. Like we got real royalty in real life. And as I think well. I think it was because a lot of it was against tradition. The fact that she was American, we're marrying talk about into it the royal family. They got married on a Saturday, which traditionally doesn't happen. She I'm not mad divorced. at none of that. I'm happy for all of that. But when I yeah. see black people, black women saying this moment made it to where every black girl in the world can now dream of being a real princess, like we got real queens already. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it more next.
next hour. And we got rumors on the way, Yee, coming up? Yes, we'll talk about the Billboard Awards that happened over the weekend. We'll tell you who some of the big winners were. Also, we'll talk about Beyonce, find out what she just invested in. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the Billboard Awards. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, the Billboard Awards were yesterday. That's right, at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Vegas. It was hosted by Kelly Clarkson. Now, Janet Jackson got the Icon Award, and here's what she said during her speech. We live at a glorious moment in history. It's a moment when, at long last, women have made it clear that we will no longer be controlled, manipulated, or abused. I stand with those women and with those men equally outraged by discrimination who support us in heart and mind. I didn't get to see none of that last night. Well, Kendrick Lamar, Bruno Mars, and Ed Sheeran went into the night. They had 15 nominations each in different categories, and the big winners were Ed Sheeran and Kendrick Lamar. They each got six wins last night at the Billboard Awards. In addition, Kelly Clarkson did a tribute, and she was talking about the school shootings. You know, the Santa Fe High School shooting had just happened as well, and here's what she said. Tonight, they wanted me to say that, obviously, we want to pray for all the victims. We want to pray for their families, but they, they also wanted me to do a moment of silence. And I'm so sick of moment of silence. Like, God, it's not working. Like, obviously. So, sorry. <laughs> so why don't, we, why don't we not do a moment of silence? Why don't we do a moment of action? Why don't we do a moment of change? Why don't we change what's happening? I feel it, man. Like, uh, all of this stuff seems so redundant when you're talking about these school shootings and everything. It just feels like the same radio record playing over and over and over mm. again. You just want something done more than just moments of silences and pray for victims after the fact. All right, now Beyonce has purchased a church. She bought a 7,500-square-foot house of God in the Big Easy. That's in New Orleans. And they said the church was more than 100 years old, and it was listed at $850,000. It was built in the early 1900s. So not exactly sure what the plan is next, but she did just buy a church in New Orleans. House of God? What happened to the House of Darion, though? It's still around, I'm sure. It is? is no, it? I don't know. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> What's the other line that she had? The, the Ivy Park. I know, I see that. No, Ivy Park's around. That's a, they that's sell that at well. Top Shop. Yeah, they that still does it, good. Yeah. Well, you know, Beyonce church going to be packed. They're going to swear Beyonce the pastor of that church. They're going to be so mad when she's not the one preaching the sermons every Sunday. All right, and you'll be excited to know that Takashi 69 and Casanova have settled their beef. They've been feuding a lot in these streets. That's a beautiful thing. I was happy about that. And now the two of them are hanging out. It's better than the alternative of them killing each other. I wouldn't say hanging out. They they were both at the club with each other. Hanging out is well, strong. Well, there's videos of them together. They yeah. look like they're hanging. I mean, yeah, they were at together, the club, but I'm so. glad they squashed their beef. That's and uh, Takashi posted, LOL, I still got on my teeth. New York about to be a problem, and he added Casanova. So. I mean, they, they, they both need that. Takashi 69 definitely needs that because he clearly needs an image makeover because his shows are getting canceled. He's getting pulled off festivals. People around him are getting arrested at a, at a high rate. So, yeah, they definitely need to and clean And Casanova was up. having issues with the police all because of this beef that was happening. So All that does is mess up your money, man. That's yep. all the beef does is mess up your money. Get to the money, guys. Uh, it's funny that people were, like, angry about it. Yeah, because they'd rather them kill each other. And then when they kill each other and one of them end up in jail and one of them end up dead, then they the same ones that's going to be online calling them stupid. And I'm glad they squashed their beef. All right, now Diddy broke a record. He purchased a painting for $21 million. Now, the reason why this is a big deal is because 
This is actually, uh, what are you laughing at? It's they, the most expensive. They should have posted that right now after they laid off 100, what, 100 people at El Revolt. They should have did that maybe a week later. They laid off 50 people. Revolt's off for two weeks, by the way. Well, this was the, most, ex- the, money, this was the most expensive piece by a living black artist to be sold to a buyer ever. So that's why it's a big deal. It's called Pastimes. Oh, the painter is Kerry James Marshall. So they have made art history 21 million So did he fire 50 people from Revolt in order to buy a $21 million painting in the higher Joe budget? And they're off two weeks. Wow. They're off, and they're off two, two weeks. weeks. Wow. Now that painting was wow. originally was purchased for $25,000 in 1997 by Chicago's Metropolitan Pier and Exposition Authority and now it's owned by Diddy. Drop on a clues bond for Diddy, man. You gotta cut corners where you can when you want something, okay? <laughs> yeah. $21 million painting by a black artist, I'm all for that. If you gotta fire 50 people from Revolt to get it, do what you gotta do. Alright, well I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report. And like Charlemagne's said Revolt is off for two weeks. They off for two weeks. You know why? Because Diddy just bought a $21 million painting paint and he just signed Joe Button. So, I mean, look, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. All right? Sounds good for the culture to me. Yeah. Black artists making $21 million. Joe Button got a show. I feel like the coach is winning. But 50 people, well, you know what? All right. Well, that was your rumor report. Up next is front page news. We got to talk all these shootings. And are the Golden State Warriors cheating? They, they, they're winning by too much now. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get some front page news. Now, let's start with NBA. The Warriors killed the Rockets. 126-85. They won by 41. Like, okay. That team is just unstoppable. I mean, they got four all stars. They're not unstoppable, though. We got to stop. Well, I don't know if they're unstoppable now. <laughs> because I, when, when LeBron and them beat the Warriors, they didn't have Kevin Durant. No, so they quite all. possibly could be unstoppable at this point. Like, you can't beat him. Like, last night, Curry was hitting shots that you, you just shouldn't be able to make. He's, one, he's the greatest NBA shooter of all time. I think he's the greatest pure NBA shooter of all time. Greatest pure shooter I've ever seen. My goodness. Now, let's talk about these Texas shootings. Ooh, all right. Yeah, let's talk about it. There are 10 people who were killed Friday morning and 10 more people wounded. And that's when suspect 17-year-old Demetrius Pogortis actually went to school with a shotgun and a revolver and ended up killing 10 people. Now, he's saying he did not shoot people that he liked. He meant to kill the people he did target. And he's saying that he did want the people that he likes to be able to tell his story. He used a shotgun and a 38 revolver that were legally owned by his father. Substitute teacher Cynthia Tisdale was killed along with nine students. One classmate said the alleged shooter was really quiet and he wore a trench coat almost every day. They've also found journals on a computer and a cell phone that was owned by the suspect. Now Dakota Schrader, who's one of the students, had this to say. I shouldn't be going through this at my school. Like this is my daily life. I shouldn't have to feel like that. And I feel scared to even go back. As soon as the alarms went off, everybody just started running outside. And next thing you know, everybody looks and you hear boom, boom, boom. And I just ran as fast as I could to the Mm. nearest forest so I could hide. And I called my mom. Jesus Christ, man. I'm telling you, man, complaining about school shootings is getting very redundant. It's like complaining about the radio playing the same Drake song over and over. Mm-hmm. It's like we pray for the victims after the fact, and we should be praying for things like gun control before the fact. But it's not just gun control. America has a culture of violence, and these members of Vanilla ISIS want to die infamous. That's why he was like, I didn't kill everybody because I want them to tell my story. Like, F your story. But it's sad when you got to have these conversations with your young kid about what to do when they hear shooting. Like, I told my daughter, you know, run into a classroom, make sure you lock the door, but if you can't get into a classroom, 
Just lie on the floor and play dead. Just play dead. Like, I don't want to have those conversations at my son's 14 or, or my daughter's six. Like, I don't want to have those conversations. Yeah, and until we can uh, get some proper solutions in place, I think the, the, the solution right now immediately should be metal detectors in all the schools and armed security in all the schools. Well, J.J. Watt is going to be paying for the funerals of the victims in that Santa Fe High School shooting, and they have confirmed Mm-mm-mm. that so far. Because I don't think these Sad. little cowardly kids would be running up in these schools shooting when they know they, they would be getting shot back at. I really don't. I think so, too. And I, I think the parents got to start getting arrested if their kids is, is able to get their guns. 100%. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a gun owner, and my guns are, are totally locked up. There's no way, no how my kids are going to get there. They don't know how the codes. How old do you have to no be way. to get a gun, to purchase a gun? 21. Okay. Yeah, so you should have more responsible gun ownership. for rifle. That, that, that member of Vanilla Ice has stole the guns from his dad. Yeah, from his father. So his dad should have some liability to Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You got to be a responsible gun owner. Yes. All right. What else are we talking about, Ye? Well, man, there was another shooting. One person oh, was boy. killed and another wounded, and that was when there was an argument outside of a high school graduation ceremony. This happened on Friday night in Metro Atlanta. People were going to their cars, and that's when there was an argument, and one person was killed, one person was injured. So. Mm-mm-mm. All right, well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, let's talk the royal wedding. 800-585-1051. Did you see the royal wedding? What are your thoughts? When did it come on? Like it was, I know it was early Saturday morning, Well, yeah, because right? of the time difference. Like six in the morning They're five hours ahead of us. So, yeah, I was actually on the train going to D.C., and everybody, people were setting their alarms to wake up and watch the royal wedding live. Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Did you see it? What were your thoughts? Did you care? Did you not care? Let's talk about it in totality. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Drake, Block Boy, JB. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, we're talking about the royal wedding. Now, 800-585-1051, what did you guys think? We'll start with you, Yee. Um, I think it was, you know, a beautiful day for her, very exciting. She only had one family member there, and I feel bad that she went through a lot of negativity before the actual wedding, even during it. You know, just let her marry and be happy. And I think it's a beautiful thing that she was facing all kinds of racism and trolling from people and having her own negativity within her own family. And still, love prevailed, and they ended up getting married. And they do look like they're very much in love. I think the fact that, you know, we got to see some more positivity on television was great. I, I love to see people in love. I don't care that she's black or he was a, you know, he's a, a prince or whatever it may be. I don't really care. I just love the story. The fact that they fell in love. She has a life like a lot of us that's a little crazy. She got, like, a bunch of crazy relatives. But it never, it didn't matter. The only thing that mattered at the end of the day is that they were in love and they got to spend, they got to, to share that moment with some of their friends. That's, she that's had a black choir singing. They probably had never had that singing, at a royal wedding. Black pasta. It, it was just dope. And, and the <laughs> fact to see some of the elite out there, whether it was Oprah or whoever it was, I just thought it was a great loving event. Well, I didn't give a damn about the royal wedding. I thought Gucci and Keisha's we wedding was aware. way better. Uh, but I did care about what I call negative messaging. I saw people saying things like a black woman woke up this morning and became royalty in real life. And I saw somebody else say this moment made it to where every black girl in the world can now dream of being a real princess. I understand the intrigue of the wedding, and I understand, you know, how why y'all like it, but don't discredit your own royal history while you're bigging up the British royal wedding. Let's not act like we don't have a long line of African kings and queens that we can reference whenever we want to show our little girls that you too uh, can be royalty 
on this planet. I don't know if you guys saw some of these tweets. They were just discussing the things that people were saying about the fact that she's African-American. But I, I heard that she said she, she didn't identify as black. She just said she's, well, she uh, does. she's multicultural mixed. or something. Yeah. yeah, but she does say she's black as uh, well. She I don't know anything about that. All I know is that we <laughs> should not be discrediting our own his history, okay? If you're not teaching your kids about their African ancestry and that they come from a long line of kings and queens, then what are you teaching them? Teach them about Queen Nefertiti. Teach them about the Queen of Sheba. Teach them about... Uh, queen Nzinga, the Amazon Queen of Matamba. Definitely, you know what definitely I mean? but don't hate on the woman for getting married. No, 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 People were being so mad about it. Who cares? Who cares about this? And, and my daughter's a you princess anyway. I've been, I've been calling my daughter princess since she was That's all I'm saying. Born, and I continue to call my 16-year-old princess and I call my one-year-old princess. And by the way, she is a duchess, by the way, not a princess. Because when you make statements like a black woman woke up this morning and became royalty in real life, then what world are we living in when we call our our young ladies queens. What, right. are we, what are we calling? What, are we, what world are we living when we call our young daughters princesses? Right. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? This is Lamar from Roxbury, Mass. Lamar, what did you think about the royal wedding? I think it's crazy, man. You know that you got all these black women that were up at. I think it was like 4 a.m. when it came on TV, and they was up tuned in, tweeting people, and, and people got up on to Facebook watch and all of that. Mm -hmm. People got up to watch when you know, Princess Diana became princess. I didn't. That. Yeah, people hold on, hold on, did, though. Millions. You know, I remember and, when she died. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been, you know, happy or whatever for, for, for Megan. But then it'd be the same women what? that turn around and be calling all these black actors sellouts for having white wives. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> I understand he what you're saying. That is a whole nother conversation. He's just saying what he thinks. You know what I mean? I just think that it's, you know, I'm not saying that it's, it's a bad situation or whatever, that they shouldn't be happy, like I said, but it's like it's a contradiction. You're happy for the, you know what I'm saying, for for homegirl coming up, you know what I mean, marrying in the royalty or whatever, whatever, but then be mad at the black dudes for having white wives, man. I, you know I, what I did, mean? It's, I, it's a contradiction. I did see people trying to make the equivalency between uh, them attacking Childish Gambino last week, but that's a false equivalency because Megan's not out here acting all pro-black and conscious turn, like Childish Gambino. Take us off Bluetooth, sir. Yo, what's going on? All right, you on Bluetooth. What's up, Envy? All right, D, what do you think, D? Uh, I watched the wedding, and I think I, I didn't get nothing out of it, but I think it's important because of the Cinderella stories and the Snow White stories when we were young. Now we actually got our own Cinderella stories, and our little black dark-skinned babies want to feel like they're beautiful opposed to, you know, wanting to be white and picking white dolls as little kids. It's a big game-changer, and I'm proud of it. I thought Cardi B was our Cinderella story. <laughs> nah, and Tiffany Haddish. That's not our Cinderella story? <laughs> this could be another one. All right. Thank you, bro. <laughs> what, a, what, what? About, what about Queen Nefertiti, though? And the Queen of Sheba. I'm with you. I'm really confused, kids, man. Maybe people can actually watch this happen in real life, in real time. Y'all believe in Jesus? You ain't see Jesus in real time, in real life. I mean, <laughs> you ain't see Martin Luther King Jr. in real time, in real life. I believe in it before, I mean, but kids got a chance to see it happen. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not knocking it. Congratulations yeah. to her. But do not discredit your own royal history while you bigging up the British royal wedding. That's all I'm saying. I'm with you. I mean, I, I got Princess Madison at the house, Princess London, it's and weird. Princess Brooklyn. It's weird. Do right. any of you have a duchess as a child? Hey, I, <laughs> they might be a duchess, too. I can say what they want. You're anyway. Not, like you, seriously, you're not teaching your kids about African ancestry and that they come from a long line of kings and queens? Like, they seriously? Sh everybody should. 800-585-1051. We're talking the royal wedding. What are your thoughts? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking the royal wedding. What are your thoughts? Did you see it? I just love the fact that they show positivity on TV. I love the fact that they show love. I mean, 
I love the fact that her household a lot wasn't of things normal, that, and that I love the fact that they against, just fell in love. Went mm-hmm. against tradition of royal weddings. Absolutely. You know, you're not allowed to marry a divorcee. She's divorced, and he married her anyway. She didn't even have any of her family members except her mom, which I'm sure was really difficult for her. She made sure they had a black choir, a black pastor. A lot of things happened at that wedding. You could tell she had her input in it. Very beautiful, man. But like I said, uh, I, I just don't. I just didn't like the negative messaging. I saw people saying things like a black woman woke up this morning and became royalty in real life, or every black girl in the world can now dream of being a real princess. If you're not teaching your kids about their African ancestry and that they come from a long line of kings and queens, what are you teaching them? Okay? But I'm truthfully, I'm happy for anyone that kids can look up to. If you can look up to that and look at your history as well, I'm all for it. But they're not looking at the history. They're discrediting their own royal history. I mean, well, not everybody. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Alea. Hey, Alea, what did you think about the royal wedding? I cried, actually. Uh, Why'd you cry? It was, it was just really beautiful. And, like, to see her mom sitting up there, and she just looked so proud. And it was just, her train was just off the hook. Like, that was just beautiful. Like, the whole ceremony was good. Harry looked like he was excited to see her. He sure and did. Just, he sounded like, you're crying right now. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not crying right now, but I'm just, you know, just to see stuff like that is really, really positive. And I watched, I kind of followed them before the actual wedding. So their energy and everything, they really seem like they really love each other. And I'm just glad that it was portrayed that way. And I'm glad they show pictures of her mom, too, and they show a video of her mom, because I, I need everybody to realize that Megan is a princess because she came from a black queen, not just because she married Prince Harry. Victor! Good morning. How you doing? How you doing, man? Man, I feel famous, man. This is Victor from Miami, man. Shut up, I love Victor. you guys. Go ahead, Victor. What did you think about the royal wedding? Man, let me tell you something, man. We're infiltrating all over the world. In food, <laughs> you know? No, I'm going to be honest to you. We're hey, infiltrating. One thing, when I think about Charlemagne, I used to think about Champagne because I couldn't remember his name. Charlemagne. Champagne. All right. Um, what you did you think what? about the royal yeah. wedding, damn it? We're taking over, man, and I'm going to tell you why. I guarantee you that at first, these kids had a problem with the whole family. I could just see it in their face, but guess what? He stood up for the love of his life, man. Mm-hmm. A little yep. chocolate in your milk is the best, man. Okay. I, don't even know if, I don't even know if I want to call it taking over. I think the rest of the world is coming back around because you know black people are the original man and woman on this planet, right? I'm just talking about the love story, man. I'm just happy that they're in love. They Their family's not your normal typical family you would see on TV. She has problems. Neither was. And they just got married. I just love the fact it was a love story. I love, I like the love too. I just don't like us discrediting our, our royal history while bigging up British royal history. No, I don't think anybody's discrediting our oh, royal history. Oh, they definitely are. When you see things like a black woman woke up this morning and became royalty in real life, or now black women can dream of being real princesses, we're definitely discrediting every African king, queen that came before us. Hello, who's this? This is Leisha from Massachusetts. Hey, Leisha. What did you think about the royal wedding? Well, at first, I was not going to watch it. And then somehow I got, like, sucked in on Facebook. <laughs> and I actually ended up watching the whole entire thing. I didn't sleep at all. I was crying, laughing. It was, like, the blackest thing the royal family probably ever seen. It definitely is. Okay. Well, thank you, Mama. Because that pastor was taking them to church. He sure literally. was. Thank you for calling. So what's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is, man, on your darkest days when you feel inadequate, unloved, and unworthy, just remember, you know, where you come from and straighten up your crown. That's All the moral right. of the story. All right, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Nicki Minaj. She was on Saturday Night Live, and we'll have some of those highlights in case you missed it. All right. Keep it locked. Rumors on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. What's happening? Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Nicki Minaj. Listen up. It's just in. All of-
Angela Gossip. The Rumor Report. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Nicki Minaj was on Saturday Night Live over the weekend, and there was one skit that really went viral. This actually was an unaired skit, but everybody was watching this, and it's called Cut for Time Friendship Song. The skit featured Tina Fey, A.D. Bryan, Kate McKinnon in it. In this skit, they're talking about how much better it makes you feel when your friends come along and diss other people that you don't like. They cut down other people to kind of make you feel better, so that's how friends support each other. So Nicki Minaj shows up. She's brought in on the co-workers' issues that she's having, and Nicki Minaj says, girl, I don't even need to know who it is, and here's what happens. I'll rip up her life, yo, get the knife. Cause you don't keep my wife, you my bitch for life. You attend, she a two life sucks for her. It's going down when we come out, it's up for her. Let's punch her in the face and take her jewels. It's May, we don't play with them April fools. Huh? You should have seen her face. It was me, AD, Katie, and Tina Fey. You know your name's fake and I hate her mouth, boo. I hate her nose, I hate her eyes, I hate her mouth, too. I hate her stupid wig, I hate her shoes, too. Is she ugly, lame, or musty? Choose, too. Ooh, 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 ooh. Honey, we quit the shade that you threw. Screw you. That's real, though. That's, that's the kind true. of friend you want, right? You that's want the kind of friend mm-hmm. that ride you know, out for you. we go to war first, ask questions later. Right. I don't even know what the problem is. All right. In addition, she talks about on her Instagram Live, she had a, a after party, and she talks about a new collaboration. Here's what she said. That's my... Yo, you see how good she was? So yo, I'll come like, yo, that's really like, Fox Boogie. She's coming to the studio tomorrow. It's going down for the Queen album. <laughs> All right, so I guess Foxy's going to be on her Queen album that's supposed to come out on June 15th. Now, is there a reason Foxy hasn't been rapping? I know we always hear the thing about her being deaf, but is that a real thing? Well, she did just have a baby also. I mean, she had a, a baby while back. I think she was doing music. I don't know how it sounded. I think she, at one time she was having difficult with, the, with uh, I guess, her not being able to hear a recording, so I don't, I don't know how her it sounds Her baby is now. 20 years old. Foxy no, ain't been, been around for a while. For a while, yeah. about the, she just had a baby. She ain't been rapping in 15-plus years. That's I think it had to do something with the deafness, rapping. though. I haven't. What's the and last thing Foxy put out? and everything. And she put out, remember she did a freestyle that she put out? I don't think she's been like doing that year. many performances. Yeah, it's not a lot, but she has been doing But I think it was the whole, the thing with her, her not being able to hear and hear the music the right mm. way or something. Well, Hopefully Nicki Minaj also performed Chun-Li and then she did her collabo with Playboy Cardi on Saturday Night Live as well. I saw, her, I saw them accusing her of cultural appropriation. Yeah, that's because during mm. that Chun-Li performance they had her dancers wearing traditional Japanese garb and so was she and she had several Asian backup dancers. She also had the chopsticks in her hair and all of that. Now, if you guys remember, there was a teenager who went to the prom and she was accused of cultural appropriation and that's because she wore a Chinese-themed dress. And so people were saying that Nicki Minaj should not get a pass for cultural appropriation as well. But isn't Chun-Li a character off a video game? Isn't that Street yes. Fighter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's more like Street Fighter appropriation. Right? Yeah, I, I think they were talking about what the da- backup dancers were wearing and the traditional garb that she was wearing. But Because what if you dressed like Chun-Li for uh, Halloween? That wouldn't be cultural appropriation, right? I mean, I if wasn't... channeling the energy I of the character. I wasn't outraged about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm just telling you what happened. I was Black Panther last Halloween. Nobody accused me of Wakanda appropriation. I guess I'm 97% African, so I can get away with that. Though. There you go. All right, yeah. now, Amber Rose uh, recently sat down and did an interview <laughs> where she, and it's uh, called The Fallen State, where she did her interview. And one thing she talked about was Donald Trump and Kanye West and how similar they are. Here's what she said. When I first seen Trump on the podium and just kind of like running for president, I was like, oh my God, that is Kanye in a white man's body. Like, I really felt like they have the same personality, yeah. like completely the same personality. I just don't think Donald Trump could have ever made a college dropout. 
No, I, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think he has dark twisted fantasy. I just don't think so. I don't think he's a side pushy T either. Well, I don't think she's meant they're the same person. I guess personality wise, I don't know. She was. I don't know Kanye like that, and I don't know Donald Trump like that. So I have no idea what either one of their personalities in real life are like. Right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Listen. Four after the hour is just another example of why schools are not safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, and also don't forget next hour Ari Melba will be joining us. My of guy. course, he's on. Uh, he's the host of MSNBC's The Beat. He's also a journalist for NBC News. So we'll talk to him as well. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, gentlemen. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed one. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yes, Donkey of the Day for Monday, May 21st goes to a 25-year-old named Sydney Portley. Now, I don't have time to play with Sydney this morning. Okay, we got to get right to it. Mm. All right, Sydney was arrested and faces a charge of tampering with government records because he posed as a 17-year-old kid so he could go back to high school and play basketball. Let me say that again. 25-year-old Sydney Portley was charged with tampering with government records because he poses a 17-year-old kid so he could go back to high school and play basketball. You know what? Let me rephrase that. He didn't just pose as a 17-year-old kid so he could go back to high school and play basketball. He actually began the school year at Skyline High School, and then months later he moved to Hillcrest High School and joined the basketball team. Not only did he join the basketball team, <laughs> he dated a 14-year-old classmate. Mm-mm. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to Fox 4 DFW for the report, please. A 25-year-old man posed as a student. Richardson ISD says Sidney Bouvier-Gilstrap-Portley attended one day of classes at Richardson High School last fall. That was before he used claims of homelessness to enroll at Hillcrest High School, where he became a standout on the boys' varsity basketball team. Lauren Morrill is a basketball team manager and says the players knew Sidney Gilstrap-Portley as 17-year-old Rashawn Richardson. He was like, oh, well, like, I came from, from Houston, from the hurricane, and, like, now we're living in some apartments with my sister and my nephew. And Gilstrap Portly is charged right now with tampering with a government record for lying on his school enrollment forms. We did talk to a woman who says that he was also in a relationship with her 14-year-old daughter. DISD police are investigating those allegations to see if any additional charges need to be filed. Uh, yes, and I know what you're thinking. Was he balling, though? Oh, yeah, yes. I was thinking that oh, was, yes. was he? Oh, yes, yes. He was a star for Hillcrest's <laughs> team for the 2017-2018 season, okay? High school coaches voted him the District 11-5A Offensive Player of the Year, and they finished the season with an 11-10 and 10 record. But that's not the point, okay? What kind of disconnect is happening between administration and students that y'all couldn't look at this big, grown-ass man and realize he wasn't 17 years old? I know some of these kids nowadays look grown as hell, but a 25-year-old being able to pass for 17? I know that we have had some old-faced high schoolers before, Greg Oden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, so I get it, but come on, man. We know those guys were kids, or did we? Jury's still out on Greg Oden. All I know is this, okay? If it's a 25-year-old posing as a 17-year-old, that means everybody from students to teachers to faculty members are all too busy looking down at their phones. They're too disconnected to realize that a man way past puberty is roaming their halls and not only illegally attending high school, 
But if he was dating a 14-year-old girl as well, then he might need to be registered as a sex offender. Okay, it's one thing to attend high school to relive your hoop dreams. It's another to attend high school to relive all R. Kelly's dreams. Mm. Now, would you like to know how Sydney got caught? Okay, what made the jig be up? Let's go back to Fox 4 DFW for the report, please. He flew under the radar until a former coach at North Mesquite High School recognized him mm. as a former player of theirs. A former coach. <laughs> Saw him playing at a tournament in April and recognized him as one of his players who graduated from high school seven years ago. <laughs> All right? Okay. Oh, he was balling out at this tournament, by the way. Okay, he was playing, uh, in, I think it was the Chris Bosh shoots or something like that. He could have made it to the NBA. No. <laughs> GT Prospect Report tweeted out, Dallas Hillcrest was led by 6'2 guard Rashawn Richardson. 34 points, mm. 15 rebounds mm. in this tournament, okay? They said he gave the number one team in the nation 40 and three quarters a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know why? Because Sydney was literally a man among boys, okay? The reason this is so disturbing is because it's just another example of schools in America not being safe. Whether it's a kid shooting up to school or a 25-year-old posing as a kid to shoot for the school, our kids' schools aren't safe. Please give Sydney Portley the biggest hee-haw. <laughs> Now think about it. I want you to just think about this no. right fast. Oh, right you're fast. saying you, I right know fast. what everything's going to say. He wishes he could down, go please. back to high school think and about relive this right his fast. dreams. Shut your little Sometimes baby brain. when I take my son to play basketball, there's kids with mustaches and beards. I'll call the people on them. Now think about it. Now if you can go back, right? No. Because you didn't I think. You were I don't think this. you were a baller, but like myself, no. if I could go back oh, you were a to high school, now I wasn't. That's why I want to no. go back. And really be able to no. score 40? No. Now, slow down, Envy. Envy, 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 Envy. Yes. I, I've seen you play basketball. No. You do not need to go back. That's what I'm saying. If I you play won't even make the team. If I, if, you, know, you know what? First of all, you're way past 25 years old. And so these he young would not, boys I've would seen Envy play ball. He will not make that team at all, period. They the, might not even let you get water. You know what? For the team. Forget I will it. say this, though. When I hear stories <laughs> like this, Greg Oden is explained. You see? Because y'all remember Greg Oldham? Yes. Drafted the same year as Kevin Durant. He had an old face. He was easily 35 in high school. And then by the time he got to the pros, his knees were shot. You can't enter the NBA at 40 and expect your no. knees to hold up. Because I think he was 35 in high school. He wasn't 35. He played one year at Ohio State. So he was about 38. By the time he got drafted, he was 39, started the NBA at 40. And that's why his knees didn't hold up. You know what? Greg Oldham. <laughs> Greg Oldham wasn't 40 when and he got drafted. Now he is a... Uh, He's like, he, I think he's a water boy for the Miami Heat or something. You no, seriously. I'm not messing with you. He's like a staff manager. No, at Ohio State. Yeah, Envy, don't compare yourself to this right? thing. He does something. like he He's gets not the a equipment. water boy. Hold on, let me look up Greg. Oh, my Let's goodness. See. All right. Let's see what Greg But think about it out there, guys. If you if you could be 25 yes, and go student, back, you would do it. He's a student manager for the Ohio State Buckeyes. He's not the water boy. He's not the water boy. Greg Oden. big difference. Oh, my goodness. All right. He, he was born January 22nd, 1958. <laughs> Come back. Oh, we have gosh. Ari Melber, my guy. He's the host of MSNBC's the uh, what's it called, the Beat. So we'll mm -hmm. kick it with him when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club from MSNBC's The Beat. And, of course, a journalist from NBC, we have Ari Melber. Very happy to be here. But for people who don't know, tell them who you are, Ari. Uh, I am an attorney and a writer, and I now host a news show called The Beat that airs 6 p.m. Eastern nightly on MSNBC. Mm. Fake news. 
No, Little, I'm yeah, well, <laughs> let me tell you something. Fake news is a lot harder than real news because we have to make up every story from scratch. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so that takes a long time. Right. I got familiar with Ari because I got throughout my Twitter feed, people would always send me these clips of this guy who would be quoting Jay Z. They mm-hmm. did a whole entire montage on, on MSNBC, and I'm like hip hop lyrics and, and and quoting them in context. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, who is this guy? So that's what made me start watching because he was saying things that were digestible and making news interesting for me, mm-hmm. basically. How you become such a Jay-Z fan? Charlemagne putting some respect down, I feel. <laughs> and not just Jay-Z, and I, but and like... I, and it's, it's mutual. 3-6 Mafia, just everybody. I'm You're like, a okay. huge hip-hop fan, huh? I'm a big hip-hop fan, which is why it is such an honor to be here at the Breakfast Club for real. I mean, you grow up on this stuff, and then you get to meet people, and I, I imagine you guys might sometimes feel like that as well mm-hmm. uh, when, when you get to meet your people. So this, for me, is very exciting. I went to Garfield High School in Seattle. That's where Quincy Jones went and Jimi Hendrix, and rap was all around. So it was one of those things. It wasn't like choosing rap. It was just everywhere in the school. I thought you were going to say the Bronx. Yeah, he's from Seattle. I thought for sure you were going to say the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn. I wasn't expecting Seattle. I live in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn, but I represent, yeah, 206. And so it, that was around everywhere. And we, I was had friends who were into music, and we got all around that. And then with the news, what's funny is my job, what I try to do is to be clear mm-hmm. and to report facts and explain things. That's so, important. Right? So, of course, you're going to reach for anything that helps do that. And it might be a movie and it might be a sports analogy or it might be lyrics. And yeah. a lot of these lyrics, particularly when you think about we're in a world right now where covering the Trump administration involves covering a lot of crime. Yeah. <laughs> well, explain some things right? to So us you that, end up talking yeah. about songs and lyrics and money, crime. Money, please, sex, and drugs, baby. Please explain some things yes. to us right now. Because first, I know we want to talk about Michael Cohen, who is uh, Donald Trump's attorney, personal attorney. And I guess that's one of his very limited clients that he has. And this $500,000 payment that he got from the Russians. So talk about that and what's going on and break it down for us. This is wild. If this were the last scene in the movie mm-hmm. and you learned that the president's fixer set up an account to pay off a porn star and then funneled money into the account from a Russian billionaire who was so dodgy, he's been sanctioned by the president's own Treasury Department. And all this comes out, you'd be like, I feel like they're tying the plot together (laughs) too much, too quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's bonkers. And so it reflects something in the realm of desperation, recklessness, arrogance, or a mix of the three. Because Michael Cohen has basically told on himself, and that's why he's in a lot of trouble. I mean, it's all in the evidence now. It's all in the records. Is what he did illegal? Is what... Paying off somebody not to talk, is that illegal? Not if you do it the right way. So you can pay someone to talk or not talk. Like, we're in a room with very popular people who get paid to talk. Mm -hmm. But if a company wanted to pay you not to talk, that alone would be lawful, right? That's what an NDA is. Companies paying us to talk about them is not lawful. It's called plugola. (laughs) However, if they approach you... (laughs) I don't mean like that. (laughs) But if they approach you while you were getting in your car and threaten you... Yeah, but but (laughs) if you lie to a bank... That can get you 30 years under the Bank Fraud Act. Mm. And if you lie to the New York authorities, that can get you into state criminal liability that Donald Trump can't pardon you for. All right, we're talking to Ari Melba of MSNBC's The Beat, of course, journalist from NBC News. Now, if Charlemagne had sex with a porn star, and I'm his attorney. a faithful married man. And, I'm, and I'm, I wasn't going to say me, so I had to use you. And I'm his attorney. <laughs> and I say, okay, porn star, I'll give you 100000 never to say anything again. 
That's not illegal, He's right? saying that, that alone is not illegal. That alone is not illegal. So where's the illegal part? And that's, and look, you, you take DJ Envy into court, you know, counselor, mm-hmm. put him in front of the judge. I like my odds. I think you're very persuasive, you know, and that's part of what being a lawyer is. You got to think about your client here, you know. Charlemagne as a client, mm-hmm. I'd say he's grown a lot over the years, and so. Mm-hmm. Ask me. I'm going to say, I didn't f- <laughs> and I damn sure I give her a hundred thousand to f- That's why I wouldn't put him on the stand. You paid this girl a hundred thousand. You, you, you work for president. I need to be. I to Are you listening to your advice of counsel here? Uh, no, neither is Trump. He never does. So, no, he doesn't. So he fires lawyers. Lawyer. So what could be illegal is fraud, lying to the banks, lying to the authorities, and then the big one. And we're not there yet, but you're asking what's possible, what's being investigated. Why is a Russian-linked fund? sending hundreds of thousands of dollars to a guy who, according to the feds, doesn't even practice law. So what service is he providing? And that raises the question of, is there bribery or is there collusion? We're not there yet, and my job is always to keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going to say to you, when, when, (laughs) when you were coming up in the media game, like, you have a very distinct style. It's almost like Stuart Scott on ESPN, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Did anybody ever tell it's you to, like... a big compliment. Like, don't, you can't do that. Nobody knows what you're talking about when you quote these rap lyrics. I feel like what you're trying to sort of say is early 50 Cent. I know <laughs> you like my style, but how much do you like my style? I like okay. this guy. Okay. okay. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> uh, he thinks the president's a P-I-M-P. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. You're asking me, did anyone ever say, don't do that? Yeah. It's never that direct, but I think, as you guys know, as you build any kind of following, there are all sorts of subtle pressures, and at the end of the day, it's it's a question of are you going to be true to what you think is your job and who you are or not, and I don't think quoting you know lyrics is any different than any other number of several things that people face, and you just kind of have to decide that. And so in that sense, I think this, the pressures are there subtly, but you just got to figure out who you are and be who you are, and then see what happens. And look, there's a lot of wisdom out there. I mean. This is the thing that, you know, if you read Decoded and you study Jay-Z's Hampton and Dream Hampton, you see for every line of text, there's four or five lines underneath it that you can start to unpack and understand. Mm-hmm. Don't you think hip-hop is the most relatable culture and genre ever? Like, you couldn't do this with rock and roll. You couldn't do this with country. Like, everybody can adopt a little bit of hip-hop. You know I mean, I could... to country or rock and roll? Hmm? You know any of the lyrics? Yeah, I think. I know a few. Okay. I mean, great lyrics are great lyrics because there are some. Nah, countries. but I'm talking about the most relatable, like because as, as no, far as current events. Yeah, nobody. You didn't see people adopting the rock and roll lifestyle all across the world, adopting the country lifestyle all across the world. Hip hop is being adopted by all cultures, all genres, all across the world. I, I think that's right. And there's a great quote uh, from a philosopher who said, "An intellectual takes a simple thing and makes it complicated, and an artist." takes a complicated thing and makes it simple. Mm. And how many hip-hop lyricists do we know who are dealing with the depths of the human experience? Meek mm-hmm. Mill. Who is you, guys, you said <laughs> Meek Mill here. What is justice and injustice? Mm-hmm. What does it feel like to live in a dispossessed community where from the moment you reach consciousness, the entire system is telling you there's something wrong with you or how mm-hmm. you look or your family right. or your community? Love, pain, suffering... Money, what does what does money do and not do all these themes, right? And they're never, in my experience, done in overly complex ways to just be fancy. They're done in the rawest ways where you kind of look at the, you hear the lyric and you go, oh my God, like someone's really talking. And mm-hmm. so there's a what I listen to, what I tap into that is is there's a real honest oral tradition there. And so if you can even get near that or try to, I mean, 
try to even access some of that, it's probably going to be useful, to your point. All right, we have more with Ari Melba from MSNBC's The Beat, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Ari Melba in the building. You might know him from MSNBC's The Beat. He's also a journalist on NBC, and he uses Jay-Z lyrics sometimes as much as Jay-Z. All right, Charlemagne? I saw you on MSNBC recently on a quote you you. You was came, you kind of came to Kanye's defense, did you? And his newfound love of Trump. You said the the story tonight is still that millions are blasting an artist for simply praising a president's style. People have every right to take that stance, but is it thoughtful? Is it tolerant? And is it politi- politically effective? Do you think any of Kanye's rhetoric is dangerous? I think Kanye has now gotten to a place where even if you want to give an artist the benefit of the doubt, he's made that almost impossible. Mm. Uh, so I don't think there's much room or turf left. But the point I was suggesting, which I imagine was unpopular based on my mentions, <laughs> among other <laughs> feedback, was that while he's wrong, and I said in the same piece, I'm not defending Kanye West on Trump, and I'm not saying Kanye was right. I worry about an instant reaction culture where we don't leave space between I disagree with you which is America, right? And me and my entire group are now going to shame you yeah. and drag you and cancel you instantly. You're canceled. You and now, I'm not saying Kanye West is the poster boy for that. Yeah, because I don't think so. Because I will say this with Kanye: a lot of his own peers have tried to correct him, and I do think we are being very forgiving too of Kanye. I know some people are going hard at him. You, you but said Kanye last week you were been, done with Kanye. But Kanye has not been canceled. But you know what? You said for last me, week he was. You said for you're me, done but with him. for me with Kanye, it's not even just this statement. It's just a lot of things that he does that I just feel like he's very out of touch with what's going on with our experience as black people living in America. But you know what the, I the feel he's is? very out of touch, and I think it's been like that for a long time, and I think that just really exemplified it. The problem is he doesn't have the information, That's and, he's, all. and he's speaking without having the information. It's kind of like, you know, me talking about what's going on with, with Trump. I don't know all the information, so I ask. I can't make statements without asking because as people that follow us and listen to us and believe what we say is true, so with Kanye... He has millions of fans that listen to him and really follow him and, and really are invested with him. So when he speaks, they believe it. I think the, 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 the most frustrating part is that Kanye West's public statements, which are now awash in ignorance and a type of justification of Trumpism that is really damaging to the civil rights cause that a lot of people care about in a lot of races, people who care about these issues is also still at odds with some of the music. But I was struggling with how do, how do we even try to reconcile that without the dragging, even though, no, he's not a poster boy because he has more power and more money and, and more privilege, even though not, you know, not I'm not trying to use that word loosely, than many other people. Part of what came through in, in, in your discussion with him and what's come out from all of this, and this is not a good thing, but it does it mitigate. You know, in the law we talk about sometimes mitigating. That doesn't mean you didn't do the bad thing. It just means there's some factor that makes it less bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. His mitigation defense here would be he's not talking about Donald Trump, mm-hmm. the president. Nope. Right. He's talking about Donald <clears throat> Trump, the sneaker. Exactly. And he's like, <laughs> look at this sneaker the and look how shiny yeah, it is. Yeah. And people <laughs> underestimated this sneaker, and now right. it's, it's shinier than you ever thought. And we're like, yeah, it's shiny, but, like, look inside the sneaker. There's, like, a terrible uh, family deportation policy that's splitting <laughs> children out. And he's like, no, nah, but I'm talking about... So so I'm, that's not a defense, but it is a mitigation in the sense that, that is, there, is there something... 
he's only skimming that surface of Trump. That's he's talking about Trump the brand. And my whole thing was, it's not the fact that he doesn't know, cause, but he should know, is that the fact that he's talking about it. Yeah, like he just does shut know. the f*** up hey. if you don't know what you're talking about. Now, can I ask you something? Let's switch gears for a second. You think it's possible that Donald Trump could get reelected, in your opinion? Uh, based on what we know, Donald Trump is on track to get reelected. Really? That's scary. Yeah. Economy is decent. Russia's His delivery. base is unified. <laughs> and the conversation, the journalistic coverage of this Russia story makes sense because this might be Watergate on steroids plus an international adversary. Depending on where this thing ends, and we don't know, this could be the biggest political scandal in American history. Oh, yeah, so, bigger than Watergate, right. everything. Yeah. But then you look at the Democrats, and I'll flip the question around. Um, that's an old... That's an old anchorman trick. What are the Democrats telling people is the reason to vote for them right now? Because uh, because you don't like Trump, which is the dumbest right. in the world. Stop. I, we, I need to know what you're going to do for us. Half the time they're talking about Russia too, which I'm not saying is not important. But right. their job has to be more than that. It has to be Proactive. more than, hey, remember that we don't like this guy? That's why I feel like a lot of, uh, you see some liberals are, are moving over to the conservative side. Because conservatives are actually talking about something. They're at least telling you what it is that they're going to do. Or can't do for you. And they're righteously angry. Ari Melba's here from MSNBC's The Beat. Yeah. Now, Ari, I would love to hear uh, your insight on some things that can be done as far as police brutality, right? Because, you know, that's a, that's a huge issue that's been plaguing us that's not going anywhere anytime soon. So what are some things that you think could happen that police officers could actually end up getting convicted mm -hmm. for killing innocent black people? Number one, this is one of those issues where both things are true. On the one hand, the data shows that African-American men continue to be gunned down, and there's very little legal process or recourse for that, including when they're unarmed. So we know that there is a police brutality and excessive force problem. But that fact, which is concerning to anyone who cares about human life, mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter, you could say all lives matter if you're concerned about it, but of course we're looking at where this is actually happening, that fact doesn't mean that nothing has improved in the last several years. So by way of specific example, the DA in Ferguson, who'd never really faced a serious challenge, lost his job after right. everything. Uh, the DA in Chicago also was voted out and replaced by a much more reform-minded DA. Those aren't the stories that get as much attention as the president or Trump or anything else, but that's part of where you're going to see the change because you actually need people on the ground who are dealing with these cases. Mm -hmm. The second most important thing, which, which of course I think we've all talked about, is if we don't trust people to investigate themselves, right? If, why in so many parts of the country do you have police investigating themselves when these issues come up, mm -hmm. right? And right. That's, a, that's a local structural question because while Reverend Sharpton, who's a colleague and who's, of course, worked on these issues for 30 years now, talks about pulling in the feds to investigate. That is a solution to that problem, but that means you're always starting with that problem. Yeah. So I will say in New York State, they've set up a separate investigative function, which means that the police are not investigating themselves when there is a questionable shooting. I think that is, at a process level, a basic thing that should that you should have in every every locality in the country, which takes a lot of local reform, and no one should be afraid of that if you didn't do anything wrong. Right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. <laughs> My man, This was an Ari. honor to be at your table, and yeah, I love The Breakfast you. Club. Thank you for having me, Ari, guys. last thing, since you just talked about crying, do you ever, because when I watch the news, sometimes it makes me cry. Do you ever cry? Have you ever cried while reporting a story? When we were covering uh, the church shooting, 
In Charleston, South Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, man. The murder, the terrorism was bad enough, and that all went down. And then it was a few days later, and we were covering the, uh, the court hearing where Dylan Roof was in court. So you're looking in the face of this accused murderer. White devil. And some of the victim's families came in because there's a process of victim impact statement where they get to speak. Mm-hmm. And typically, I happen to know this from, from being a lawyer, typically what happens is people come in and they talk about how angry they are and what they want to have happen. Mm-mm-mm. And these people who were very religious, as you may all remember, uh, religious members of this African-American church came in and they started talking about... Forgiveness. Yes. Forgiveness. And, and God bless your soul and forgive you. And that just broke me. I just, I wasn't expecting it. Right. And I remember just breaking down and leaving the, but I was in a position right before I was about to go on and just breaking down and then going to like, I went to the bathroom and just tried to get it together before I went on air. So I've, I've had that situation mm-hmm. and then it's like, you're supposed to get it together. Okay. Thanks for answering that. I'm answering you real, although now we Thank ended you for on coming, that note, man. but I really was an honor to be here. Tell them where to follow you. Uh, you can follow me at Ari Melber, A-R-I-M-E-L-B-E-R. It's the same on Instagram and Twitter. And the beat comes on every night on MSNBC? 6 p.m. Eastern, every weeknight on MSNBC. Word, my man Ari Melbler. Thank you for coming, brother. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Drop Club. Drop one of clues bombs for Lil' Kim, man. Lil' Kim, you attempted to do the Block Boy JB dance. She tried. We see you. She it's tried. just that when you're 40-plus and you do those kind of dances, you got to be playing. She should have practiced first. No, it ain't no practice. You can only do it. When you're 40-plus and you do playing. those dances, you have to be playing, and everybody has to know that you're playing. You don't think she was playing? No, she was dead serious. She had backup dance. My goodness. All right. Well, anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Cardi B. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Cardi B is back on the gram after she took a little exit because she was getting stressed out of everybody talking about her while she's pregnant. I guess the doctor's orders were stay off of that social media. Well, she is back, and she has a big announcement. She has her video, Be Careful, dropping today. Check it out. My music video, Be Careful, is going to be out. I hope you enjoy it. It was one of the hardest videos I ever did because it was in the desert, like in the middle of nowhere. And, bitch, I was so hot. My pregnant mother. I never sweat, and I was sweating that day. Like, my underarms were sweating, like, under my t- I never get under t- sweat, but that day, for sure. You can't say under the titty sweat? Uh, I guess not. Oh. Do How do you prevent that? The woman, yeah, I was going to say, do, you, do y'all put deodorant, deodorant Um, it? Some people say you could put deodorant. I don't have that problem because I'm not very busty, so it's not like I sweat under mine, so. What about so baby good. powder? Can you put baby powder on it? I don't think you should be using baby powder at all. Doesn't that cause cancer or something? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. men with that got little little man titties, they got to put it under there? Yeah, too? you could put deodorant under there. Oh. Yeah, Moral of the story is I'm tuning in to Be Careful video when it drops. <laughs> All right. Now, Tierra Marie, speaking of videos, as you know, she had a whole press conference where she was talking about what happened and lawsuits that she has. Here's a little reminder of that. Last week, I found out that my boyfriend was cheating on me, so I broke up with him. Right after that, he posted a sex tape. He had my Instagram password, so he posted them on my Instagram to make me look terrible. Then his good friend, 50 Cent, posted the obscene photo of me and said, get the strap. 50 Cent has 18 million followers, even after um, Instagram took the picture down. 
He had no remorse, no regard, and he posted another photo and, and complained that IG was censoring him. All right, well, now her ex-boyfriend, Akbar Abdul Ahad, is saying that he is not the person that leaked out that tape and that Tierra Marie knows it and is just trying to put on an act because that's what she does by trade. Here he is. In this situation, you have to keep in mind she's an actress. I was just with Tierra Marie just the other day. She just came, flew out to Dallas to see me, to Texas. I didn't even see this coming. We didn't have a problem. But I think because Lisa Bloom has a hard-on for 50, Tierra didn't even know I had a relationship with 50 Cent like that. She know how to do it, and the person it will be revealed, like, you're going to realize who it was. It was a woman who did it. And Tierra knows that. It's not Tierra doing this. She's a puppet right now. Tierra, nobody cares, all right? But I promise you that if you didn't keep talking about this, I'd have been forgot about you being on your knees with the money. All right, all right, stop it. Stop I'd have forgot a long time ago. I don't understand how she could sue 50 because it was on every site. It was on every site. Well, I guess she's site. saying that he had all these followers and it was emotional distress. You could sue anyone for anything. I just want to know what right. the white people that's representing Tierra Marie think the scrap is. When they see 50 cents, they get the scrap. They, I wonder what they think the scrap is. All right, now Tracy Morgan was talking about going through physical therapy to recover from that car crash nearly four years ago, but he also had to heal mentally. And he said he did use some very unorthodox me- uh, methods. He did in a conversation with New York Magazine's Vulture Festival Saturday night, and he said, my son turned me on to Key and Peele. That helped my healing process because that was the funniest thing. I was sitting there broken the F up, not knowing my name, but I was laughing. He said uh, months later, he would watch it every day, and that's when he reached out to Jordan Peele, who produces The Last OG, the show that we've all been watching on TBS. Mm -hmm. He also said that he watched footage of the car crash that took his friend James McNair's life and left him in a coma. He said, I would watch the accident on YouTube. It Mm. helped my healing process. I would watch where I got hit, where my friend died, and that was part of my healing, watching it. Mm. I couldn't imagine doing that, but if it worked for him... Yeah, I mean, I guess you got to face it. You know what I'm saying? Ignoring a problem don't make it go away. So maybe you face it so you get a better understanding of it, maybe? All right. Now, The Weeknd said he wrote an entire album worth of really upbeat songs when he was dating Selena Gomez. But you'll never hear it because, you know, then they broke up. He said, I had a whole album written, done. It was a very different time of his life. It was beautiful. It was upbeat. But he said he's moved past that part of his life, and he never wants to sing about it again. Wow. He said, I don't want to perform something that I don't feel. So he scrapped that whole album and released My Dear Melancholy, and that was all breakup songs. See, that's, a, that's the difference between this generation and our generation. Our generation would make a whole album about your ass and release it, and we wouldn't find out who it was about till years later. Well, we did know that they dated. So, you know. Did he mention a name? Because if they upbeat, it must be feel-good music, right? Well, no, when they were together, yes, he was very happy, upbeat, but then they broke up, and that's why he actually released the song, the album with Breakup Song. Imagine Mary J. Blige sitting on my life. Or nope. Tony, Bra- her and Tony Braxton. Moved on, please. Or Amy Winehouse. Tony Braxton's album was popping. That was all Breakup Songs. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, today would have been Big's birthday. Well, today B-I-G. is Big's birthday. And we're going to play whatever your whatever your favorite B.I.G. joint is, all right? At DJMV, 800-585-1051. Let's Salute, do it Salute for my big. guy D-Rock, too, man. Drop Shout out to D-Rock. for D-Rock. Shout out to all you. R.I.P. B.I.G. He's Leo. Shout I know D-Rock really, uh, D-Rock is into celebrating Big's birthday way mm-hmm. more than he is into celebrating March 9th. So salute to D-Rock, man. All right. Well, let's get it on. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.